grasp this concept quickly. If anyone in this room is looking for an instructor, a drill instructor, a sergeant or lieutenant to get you through this academy, get up and get out now. It's not going to happen. I'm not here to get you through the academy. That's not my function. It's not my job. My job is to place obstacles in front of you. It's your job to develop a process and how to get through those obstacles and move forward. My job is to make things uncomfortable. Uncomfort, discomfort promotes change, promotes better habits. From there, it's up to you whether you develop the self-discipline to sustain those habits moving forward. Make sense? Yes, sir. If you're looking from the outside, for outside factors to get you through this academy, do not come back on the 8th. Is that clear? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Good morning and welcome to Fido Talk with Dave Thompson. On today's episode, we're going to break down an essay written in 1899 by a man named Albert Hubbard. The name of the essay is A Message to Garcia. This was first introduced to me uh, while I was instructing by a fellow instructor. We were talking about something to do with the class and the direction the class was taking, the approach that some of them were taking, and um, he introduced me to this particular essay. And even though it's written in 1899, the lessons are incredibly relevant today. So here we go. The quick summary of A Message to Garcia. In 1899, President McKinley needed to get a message to a man named Garcia, who was a Cuban insurgent. He was a general. The president needed to secure the cooperation of the insurgents to help with the Spanish-American War. A man named Rowan was selected to do the job. In a nutshell, he was given a task and a purpose, the task being to deliver this message to General Garcia. The purpose being the message had to get to Garcia ASAP to protect national interests. And that's all Rowan needed. He traveled across the ocean, across jungles, mountains, delivered the message to Garcia. That in itself is quite a feat for one man. All the underlying lessons is really what this essay is all about. It, it, it speaks volumes about the way one undertakes or takes on a task or, or a challenge. It speaks 
and reiterates one of the biggest tenets here at Bare Bones, and that is working from the inside out. As Hubbard goes on in this essay, he admonishes the ideals of working from the outside in. He tears apart the people that, when giving given a task and purpose, start off by asking a series of questions, looking to be directed instead of being creative, coming up with their own plan, their own process of how to accomplish things, uh, being independent thinkers, being critical thinkers, reflective thinkers. Instead, they look to somebody else to do all the pre-planning and all the everything necessary up to including doing the actual perform the actual task you couldn't have described any better the way the popular approach is today and especially with young people and we've seen that especially in my industry with younger folks coming in, and even younger to mid-30s coming into our particular industry. It's a look outside myself first for guidance, direction, um, somebody to take that responsibility because that's the easy way. It seemingly lessens the accountability on my part if I look to somebody else. It, in, my, in a weird way, absolves me from taking re- responsibility for the outcome of the task. Whereas if I look from the inside out, take the task, the objective, and the purpose, knowing the why we're doing it, come up with a plan, execute the plan, take full responsibility for whatever outcome, the outcome of the task. I gain so much more There's so much more value in the lessons if I miss the mark or I have some miscues or missteps in my planning, my execution, uh, my follow-up. Those lessons are invaluable to me to develop as an influential teammate, a teammate one of the go-to people within the organization, within the team. And it's invaluable in my development as a leader, whether it's a self-leader or 
as I ascend and assume responsibility of leading other men and women. Those lessons are invaluable. They will mold my leadership styles to continually look outside, look to other people to direct me, to guide me. It kind of defeats the purpose of being being given a task. If, if I'm giving a task to a subordinate and then I have to answer all the questions, I have to give all of the answers in order for someone to complete the task. Just in good time management alone, I might as well go complete the task myself. I really have no use for somebody who can't think independently, come up with some creative ideas to accomplish a task, stay within the left and the right limits, and complete an objective. I personally would rather have that person who is not adverse to calculated risk in order to accomplish the overall mission versus somebody who plays it so safe for self-interest that nothing gets done. The efficiency, the productivity fails. It, it goes by the wayside, all in the name of safety. Is it safer to not do anything, to not make decisions, to not develop critical and reflexive thinking? It probably is the safe bet. Progress doesn't happen that way. Things don't get the hard look by not making mistakes. Mistakes force us to look at different ways to do things. Mistakes promote change. They promote tweaks and plans and looking at different ways to operate and to complete objectives and missions. And these lessons are taught throughout history. I put out a little bit of social media content in regards to the failure to study history and learn from its mistakes, taking those lessons and applying them to whatever we're doing at this particular moment. Long before 1899, that particular lesson that Hubbard writes about has probably been written about and those lessons learned for hundreds, if not a thousand years. The answers that we are looking for can be found if we put a little bit of time and effort into researching, to learning history. And we, we don't get the answers always from success stories throughout history, but unsuccessful stories as well. 
we can certainly learn what not to do. There's just as much value in an unsuccessful mission, um, objective, task, as there is in a flawless one. It's just a matter of taking the time, reading, researching, learning, but take that knowledge, apply it in principle, your own mission statement, your own objectives, your own tasks and purpose. It truly is an invaluable resource and certainly a resource that's not tapped into as much as we probably should. We tend to over-rely on technology and kind of have a mindset, well, you know, Google or Siri or whoever will, Alexa, will furnish the answers that we need. We can just, again, look for from the outside in and whatever we need will be handed to us. That process is detrimental to your development as good t- teammates and certainly if you ever want to become an effective leader. So as I wrap up this quick episode today, it's a little on the short end, I, I understand. I'd like to read verbatim the last paragraph of A Message to Garcia. My heart goes out to the man who does his work when the boss is away, as well as when he is at home, and the man who, when given a letter for Garcia, quietly take the missive without asking any idiotic questions and with no lurking intention of chucking it into the nearest sewer or doing aught else but to deliver it. Never gets laid off, nor has to go on strike for higher wages. Civilization is one long anxious search for such individuals. Anything such a man asks shall be granted. His kind is so rare that no employer can afford to let him go. He is wanted in every city, town, and village. In every office, shop, store, and factory. The world cries for such. He is needed and needed badly. The man who can carry a message to Garcia. I personally echo those sentiments. I would take anyone like that on my team every day of the week and twice on Sunday. Given a task and purpose and simply going out being creative, making a plan for himself, executing the plan, and assessing how things went. It is textbook self-leadership and something that should be strived for. It's such a simple approach in a very, very complex world, but very, very effective. I appreciate you guys listening. I appreciate all the support, uh, the social media follows, the, the likes, the subscribing on YouTube. It's very, very much appreciated. 
Um, I look forward to connecting with you guys again on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and here on the podcast. I appreciate your time and stay tuned for the next episode. I want to thank everyone for listening to this week's episode of Fido Talk with Dave Thompson. If you would, please subscribe and review. It helps a lot. Uh, Share the word with your friends and family. Have them check it out and provide some feedback. We'd love to hear it. Check us out at barebonesleadership.com for the latest blog and different perspectives on everything leadership. Follow us on the gram and on our newly updated Facebook page. Uh, Share your comments, your thoughts, your views. Any and all feedback is always welcome. And don't forget, keep kicking those fucking doors in. And as always, Fido. I appreciate you guys listening. Take care. And see you next time.